You are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, and this is a special bonus series called The Comedy Chronicles. My name is Holly Shaw, and I always wanted to try stand-up comedy, and so I finally did. Come with me on my journey into the world of open mics and dirty jokes from the perspective of a performance coach and also just an everyday woman looking for an outlet to mouth off and speak her mind. So last night I was at an open mic in Berkeley and me and a bunch of male comics are waiting around for the thing to start. And I find myself caught in this really contentious conversation with this male comedian who keeps insisting that there's no such thing as white male privilege. Now, I live in Berkeley, California. Actually, I live in Oakland, but I live in the Bay Area. I'm in Berkeley at the time. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? I mean, I know that I'm in a bubble here. We are in a very ah, wonderful liberal bubble. Not that we don't have our own problems, but I'm just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, seriously, like you don't experience white male privilege like at all. Like you have no idea what I'm talking about, really. And, you know, in these conversations, I don't get into them very often, right? So I'm a little unskilled, but I, I figure, well, you know, practice compassion. So I'm like, I want to strangle the guy. Like, but I think, okay, okay, how can I, you know, just uh, keep it, keep it real. So I say, um, you know, I talk a little bit about how I've experienced white privilege. I mean, I don't have male privilege, but I definitely know I have a lot of privilege being a white woman, um, you know, just so that he can kind of get a context for it. So he doesn't feel like I'm, you know, calling him out as like a horrible person because he's a white man. Um, and he still is just like, yeah, I don't see it. I don't know. It's, I don't believe in that. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm gobsmacked, right? And I'm just already, I had not been vibing this guy from the minute that I walked into the, to the restaurant. I am, you know, I am really, I really try to hold like a, a big, beautiful heart for everybody. So I had chatted with him. He and I were some of the, a couple of the only people there at first. And I just, you know, some his energy was like really intense. And I, it just was not meshing well with my vibe that evening. And I thought, you know, my spidey senses keep tracking this guy. He, there's something about him that doesn't feel good to me. Not saying that he was not good, but I could feel that he was not a match to my blissful, happy experience. And so when I perform, I like to be in a place of like, yes, like everything is a yes and life is yes. And I like to find things I can say yes to before I go on stage. I could not say yes to this guy. I was really trying, but I, I was like, OK, so I excused myself from the conversation and I just said to him, ah, you know, I'm really not enjoying this conversation. So I'm going to go get ready for my set. And as I turned to leave, I saw this other comedian who's just a few feet away and I passed by him and I looked at him with these big eyes and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so not vibing that conversation. Um, you know, and I left it at that and I just kept walking to the bar and then I turned back and I see that the man who I just passed, the one that I made those wide eyes to, he followed me. 
And it was really nice, actually. He just, it was very brief, but he put a hand on my arm just really gently. And he said, hey, is everything okay? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, thank you. Yes, I'm fine. I just wasn't vibing that guy, you know, and his ignorance. And and then I was like, oh, I could feel myself wanting to get into it. And I'm like, no, no drama, no drama, nothing to see here, nothing to tell. Just wasn't vibing that guy, but thank you so much for checking in. And then that guy just went and he was, he ended up being the host of the show. I didn't know he was the host, but he goes to, you know, start the show. Didn't ever mention it again that evening, you know, nothing to, nothing, no drama, just, just had checked in with me. And I just want to say that I really appreciated that. If there's any men listening to this, you know, that was just such a cool, um, that was just a, such a cool way to, to be an ally in that moment, you know, seeing, he could see that I was uncomfortable, potentially in distress. He didn't know me. He didn't know. And here I am, one of the few women in this male dominated industry. And he just, you know, did a quick chicken. And it was just like he was saying, hey, you know, I'm watching. I want to make sure you feel comfortable here. And I thought that was way cool. And, you know, this is not the first time that something like this has happened to me lately. I'm noticing more and more that guys are stepping up and trying to be an ally. And, you know, sometimes it's a little clumsy. Sometimes it's it's a little awkward. Sometimes guys don't get it right and it becomes a drama or, um, you know, or we're like, God, I don't need you protecting me. But... I want to say I I appreciate all the efforts. You know, I think we need more men stepping out in and and trying to make sure that the women in their world are taken care of. And uh not to make it all, you know, gender based or whatever. Maybe we just need more people in general um stepping up and uh and looking out for each other. So I just want to say since I'm so new to comedy and it is it is such a guy's kind of game often in the open mic world that I appreciated that. That to me that felt really cool. And I just I wanna give a shout out to that guy. I think his name was Jacob, the one who was the host for that night. I don't know his last name. Anyway, that was pretty cool thing that happened. So along the same line, some things that I'm noticing, I'm noticing that I don't get the same kind of laughs when I'm dressed sexy as opposed to when I just kind of go straight from straight from work and I've got like, you know, just whatever I wore to work that day, maybe a loose fitting shirt, I'm comfortable. I look, I look nice enough, you know, presentable to go. I'm not in my pajamas. But I'm not really trying, right? But then when I try, and by sexy, I just mean something form-fitting. When I try and I wear something form-fitting, you know, I have a banging body. I'm just going to say it. I've got curves, right? And 
in good places and, and other places, but I got some curves on me and I just feel like, and I, I wonder like, is it distracting? Like, is my body just, is my booty just too distracting or, um, you know, I'm not sure like why it is. And then I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, maybe this is because my material is so, uh, so sexy and shocking. And I talk about sex and dating and, and, um, you know, my material can be a little dirty and shocking. And I think that it's more funny when it becomes out of uh, the mouth of someone dressed more like a mom. And I think ultimately, that's what it's about, you know, that I, in some ways, anytime you're on stage, you're playing a character, even though this character is more myself than any other character I've ever been. Like my goal with stand up is just to be super honest, not try to put on a persona. And at the same time, you know, I, I am playing a, a kind of role for the people watching me. And so they're perceiving everything I wear, the details of how I hold myself, and they're weighing it against the things that I say. And I think it's funnier when it comes out of the mouth of somebody that just looks like a woman you'd see at the grocery store, you know, just a mom with her kid. And then she's all like fucking dicks and blah, blah, blah. And I just it's funnier. It's funnier. So there is a part of me that wants to be like, it's unfair. I want to dress, you know, form fitting and, and a little sexy if I want to. And I think you know, it could just be one of those things where once my material evolves, uh, you know, once I start changing, adding to my material, coming up with jokes that maybe have a little more depth to them, I'm sure I'll be able to start wearing more of what I want. Uh, but right now, that's fine. It's kind of it's kind of awesome, actually. It's like the first performance the per, the first performing gig I've ever had, really, that where where it actually pays to not get super dressed up. Usually, it's like the makeup and the eyeliner. And with stand up comedy, I just get to be just get to be a dirty minded mom. So anyway, stay tuned for more episodes of the Comedy Chronicles coming up. Thank you for listening. This is Holly Shaw from the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. And this is just a special bonus series that I decided to do as I venture into the world of dirty jokes and open mics as I try stand-up comedy for the first time. So um, there'll be more of these coming at you. And stay tuned as I interview some fascinating and amazing guests, performers, musicians, dancers, choreographers, actors from all over the world and the experts that support them. And I'd like to give a shout out to composer Dan Cantrell for all the music on this podcast. And thank you for listening to the Comedy Chronicles series on the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. My name is Holly Shaw.